Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. And we are looking at the top dollar now. Uh, the USD is showing great strength. Yeah, some people call it king dollar. It is steamrolling across the region and in fact many parts of the world from Japan to South Africa and UK. Uh, looking at where we are right now, we've got investors just trying to bet on how rates will go higher for longer in the US. And this pretty much fueling that greenback rally and we've seen how the yen has dropped to fresh 24-year lows the euro and the British pound also being battered and this of course amidst the energy crisis that is playing out in Europe and of course South Korea we've seen that weakening to levels not seen since 2009 and very closely watched is what's happening with the Chinese yuan mm. which is just a whisker away from that level 7 which uh, people are watching very closely to see if it will break above. So all that is happening in the FX markets. Let's uh, check in with Heng Kun Hao. He is the head of market strategy for UOB. Morning, Kun Hao. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, Singapore. Hey, lots of interesting moves in the FX market these days. Uh, let's start with the dollar strength right now. What are you seeing? How much more does it have to go? And what will be the implications on Asian currencies as we see this unfold? Indeed. So as you said earlier, you know, the, the textbook reason for dollar strength is that the Fed, U.S. Federal Reserve is hiking aggressively and leading, you know, the rate hikes across the whole world. But there's another key reason that most people didn't really appreciate is mm. that since the start of, you know, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, commodity prices have all jumped. And unfortunately, you know, all the payment most of it in terms of financing, payment, shipment, costs for commodities are all in U.S. dollar. Hence, there's a very strong demand for the U.S. dollar now. And, and that's you know, feeding into this, for the lack of a better word, you know, much more vicious cycle of dollar strength. Now, how does it affect Asia? So far, dollar strength has been very orderly. Uh, if you look at ringgit, ringgit has fallen past 450 against the dollar. We have not seen ringgit at this level. Uh, we are beyond the so-called 1MDB weakness. But so far, it's very orderly across Asia. There's not much capital outflows or disruption in fixed income market. So I think a lot of our local central banks are all very ready for this high FX reserves, well ready to sort of uh, you know, manage the, the strength in the dollar. But we need to see where it goes because it's getting to a little bit of an uncomfortably high level. Yeah, Kunal, this is a very interesting point that demand for commodities is partly to, I guess, um, cite for that drive in the greenback rally. So there is that talk about a potential recession around the corner. Will that then bring down the strength of US dollar? It remains to be seen because this time around, it is not your textbook recession, right? Job market is still very strong almost everywhere. And of course, uh, inventory levels in some industries are very low and still rebuilding. So, so your textbook recession uh, is not the same for this cycle. So, so again, this adds to the difficulty in terms of forecasting what to expect next. But what is very sure is inflation is going through the roof, especially in Europe. You have 10 over percent inflation. In the UK, if it goes wrong, we may have even 15 percent inflation. This is not an emerging market country. This is the UK. So that's the worry. Mm. And the other currency that's closely watched is the Chinese yuan. And this, of course, uh, is going to have implications for the rest of the region and the world when we get a very cheap 
currency in China. What's the implications here when it does break past the well, psychological level of seven? Yes. So we expect renminbi to fall past seven pretty soon. For all you know, by the end of this week, uh, it may happen. In the offshore market, uh, we have 7.10 for first quarter next year. But I suspect that will trade sooner than later. Uh, the long and short of this is renminbi drives Asian currencies. So if you have, let's say, a 3%, mm. another 5% depreciation of renminbi, the rest of Asian currencies, ringgit, rupiah, Thai, but even Singapore dollar, will unfortunately need to follow to a certain extent. So that's the worry that you trigger another round of currency weakness. I mean, the more sensational look at this is that it triggers competitive devaluation, but we're not going there. It's just the whole regional currency block will weaken in tandem with the renminbi. Mm, and also talking about weakening, we are seeing the Sing dollar weaken. In fact, it's passed 1.40 against the greenback. What can you expect in the coming quarters? Will the MAS um, tightening help to some extent to buffer against the strength of the US dollar? Yes. So we're forecasting 142. We're not forecasting 145. And, and the catch is this. Our currency will still weaken against the US dollar. That's that main driver. But as you say, MAS is keeping our currency strong on a trade-weighted basis. So that means our currency will fall lesser than the currency for our regional peers. Mm. And, and that means we have strong purchasing power. So when we travel, when we make our investments abroad, you know, it's a good thing because we are using a very strong currency. So I've been telling people, at the very least, you know, we, our home base you know, has a strong currency to help buffer against asset weakness everywhere. Yeah, not great news for me because I'm going to Disneyland next month. But maybe I should go to Europe Disneyland because that is weakening quite a lot. What's your expectations of where things are going for the euro, especially with the energy crisis that's playing out? That's going to raise inflation pressures and that will put more pressure on the ECB. Indeed. So, so ECB's meeting tonight, uh, the, there's a big debate whether they'll do a 75 or a 50. Uh, but they, it's not a straightforward like the U.S. Federal Reserve because they got a lot of other issues like fragmentation issues in Italy. And of course, you know, your worries of high energy prices. So how do they bring down electricity, energy prices and, and limit that damage or inflation is also you know, a key difficulty for the European Union officials. And, and that doesn't make the ECB job any easier. Yeah, no easy jobs right now for any central banker. Chenyu Heng Kun Hao, he is the head of market strategy for UOB. Kun Hao, always great chatting with you, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.